You're listening to Speech at Home, a podcast that offers tips and ideas for parents of children with speech, language, and feeding disorders. I'm your host, Danica Federi, and I'm a speech and language pathologist. Hello, you're listening to another episode of Speech at Home, and in this episode, I'm bringing on another guest. Her name is Bree, and she is an SLP who specializes in pediatric feeding and swallowing disorders. I have been wanting to talk about feeding on this podcast for a while now because a lot of times when we have kids with speech or language disorders, we notice that there is a correlation, and a lot of those kids also tend to have feeding or swallowing difficulties. I am so happy to bring on Brie. Brie, if you wanted to give a little introduction about yourself, who you are, what you do, and where you work. Thank you so much for having me. So like you said, I'm Brie. I work at a nonprofit pediatric clinic, outpatient, but we work with populations with speech, language, and feeding disorders. My focus is mostly on pediatric feeding and swallowing with a focus on birth to three. I have a couple older kids, but I typically see the younger child. And it ranges anywhere from picky eater to the medically fragile. Nice. So I wanted to bring Brie onto this episode to kind of just give you guys tips for picky eaters. Like she said, she works a lot with picky eaters. So if you feel like you have an extremely picky eater at home, hopefully you can take a tip away from this episode and try it out at home with your child. So Brie, what are you going to be talking to us about in this episode? So today I'm going to talk about the food chaining method. It was developed by Sherry Fracker, and there's actually a really great book on it. It's easily accessible on Amazon for anyone who's interested in reading more in depth in that. But this is a process that involves introducing new foods to children based on things that they are already familiar with. So you're presenting a child with new foods that might be similar in taste, temperature, or texture to something that they already accept. And then you use these similarities to sort of create a food chain. And so you're building off of the child's preferences and things that they're comfortable with to get them more comfortable with new foods. So there's three main things that sort of outline food chaining. The first one is that you're going to analyze your child's food preferences. So you want to figure out patterns, what they like, what they maybe aren't preferring. This can be flavors, textures, colors. So flavors, does your child like sweet? Do they like spicy? Do they like salty? Texture-wise, it could be purees. Do they like crunchy foods? Kind of going through which type of textures. Do they maybe not like things that are mixed, um, like casseroles or soups? And then going off of color. So, you know, we have a lot of little ones that tend to not like green foods, but slowly using this method to get them more comfortable with foods that are green. The next thing is using their favorite foods between bites of a new food. So let's say they really like Cheez-Its crackers and you want to try to get them to eat another, cra- another type of cracker. Well, while you're introducing this new cracker, you might have those Cheez-Its nearby as just a comfort and something that they can do in between bites of the new food to mask it and make it a little less scary for them. The third step actually does involve masking flavors. So this is using a preferred taste on multiple items. So we see this a lot with things like chicken nuggets. You might try a bunch of different sauces on the chicken nugget, especially if there's a kiddo who maybe only likes one brand of chicken nugget and you're trying a new one, but they'll do that one brand with ketchup. Maybe try ketchup on that new one because you know that's a flavor that they like. So it just helps them get more comfortable 
because it's a flavor that they know and they enjoy that they can use to mask this new food that might they might be a little bit anxious about. Nice. And I love this technique or example or tip, whatever you want to call it, because I know so many of the parents that I work with too, you know, I get a lot of them that tell me, oh, my kid only wants to eat McDonald's french fries or my kid is only eating dino nuggets. What can I do? And I feel like this is just such a great way to get from only eating like McDonald's french fries or only eating dino nuggets to trying a variety of foods. So did you want to give us an example of a couple of food chains that parents can try at home or just so that they kind of get the idea of what food chaining is? Yes, definitely. So there's a little bit to it, but I wanted to give you guys a couple examples of ones I've experienced with kiddos as well as that I feel will help people at home understand the method a little bit more. So the first one goes from a McDonald's chicken nugget to grilled chicken at home. So a lot of kiddos will have a certain brand of chicken nugget that they like, whether that's the Tyson Dino, it's McDonald's, it's Wendy, you know, there's always a certain one that they tend to prefer. So for this example, I'm using McDonald's chicken nugget. So you start with that food and the next thing you're gonna introduce is a different brand of a chicken nugget. So you wanna keep the same shape and relative color, but you're gonna change the brand. So maybe we go from a McDonald's to a Tyson chicken nugget. Then from there, we're gonna change the shape. So Tyson, like you just said, they have the round ones, but they also have dino shapes and things that are super fun. So maybe you go from the round circular one to a dinosaur shape. Then from there, we're gonna try a homemade nugget. So you're gonna make the ground chicken at home. You wanna keep relatively the same shape and color, but again, we're just changing it slightly. Then you might try the same shape, but not do breading. Or instead of no breading, maybe you're gonna bake it this time instead of frying it. And so just slightly altering it again, but even through those steps, you're gonna use that McDonald's chicken nugget, or if they start to really like the Tyson one, in between to keep them comfortable. Then from there, you might try grilled chicken pieces. So it will be the homemade grilled chicken, but it's going to be rounded. Then from there, you might work into the whole grilled chicken and, of course, cutting up into bites to make them age appropriate. Something that's really great with this method and going back above to what we talked about is using those masking flavors. So if your child's willing to dip with any of these, definitely recommend that. Um, It helps mask it a little bit, makes it a little less scary. And it helps your child go from, you know, you're having to go out and get chicken nuggets every single day to being able to eat that at home and enjoy time with the family. Nice. That is such a good example because chicken nuggets are one of those foods that so many kids love and it's kind of hard to get them to go from that chicken nugget to anything else. So I love that example. I'm sure that'll be really helpful for a lot of parents listening. And I believe you had another example. Yes, I have one more. So this one, I'm going to go from doing yogurt to strawberries, um, which initially you might be like, wow, that's totally different. But just hear me out as I go through this. So yogurt, I'm going off of not a specific brand of yogurt, but of course, kiddos will have a preference to one. I'm going off of like the blue and pink, like cotton candy, super sweet flavor. I find that that's one that kids tend to really, really like. So let's say we start with that one. The next one you're going to chain to is just a pink completely smooth strawberry yogurt. So very similar in texture and color, but it's going to have a little bit of a different taste. Then from there, you're going to keep that pink smooth one, but we're going to add just a little bit of mashed strawberry pieces. Then from there, you're going to build on the pieces. So you're going to have that yogurt that they're comfortable with, 
with a little bit of the mashed strawberry in it and slowly build those pieces to be bigger. That's a mixed texture. That's super hard for, for some kiddos, but it's important to try to chain that because they still have that familiar food with them. They're going to be more willing to try the new one. Then the next time you, you present it, you might just cut the strawberry into really little pieces and the kiddo's going to dip it in the yogurt. So again, we're going back to that masking flavor. So they're masking a lot of the strawberry by dipping it in their yogurt. And I'm not picky about how much they dip it. They can completely scoop it up as long as they're trying that strawberry in there. The next time you might do strawberry and follow it by the yogurt. So will they just accept that little bite of strawberry with yogurt and then you'll work and then now you're at strawberries. And so you can kind of see how we're using a food to chain off and we're just slightly fla changing flavor or texture or color so that we can use what they're comfortable with to build into a new food. Nice. I love that example because like you mentioned, so many kids love those really sugary yogurts. So getting them to transition from that to fresh fruit, I feel like is such an accomplishment. First of all, if you know, these kids aren't even trying fruits. And another thing, it's just a simple, easy food chain that I'm sure a lot of parents can do at home. And before we end this episode, are there any final tips or takeaways you have for parents? Definitely. So um, my final tips would be don't introduce more than one or two things at a time. You don't want to overwhelm your child. You want to build off their successes. So always keep that comfort food, but then only do one or two new things at a time. Also, don't give up. Keep it in the rotation. Research has shown it can take 25 plus times for a child to be exposed to a food to be willing to accept it. So don't give up. They'll get there. And then modify anything that's unsuccessful. So if you have a level of it that you just feel like over and over again, you're having trouble with it, think about what you can change. Could you change the shape of it, the flavor of it, the color of it? That might be something that goes back to their preferences and patterns of what they like to accept. And the last thing I just wanted to say was when I'm talking to parents about children who are hesitant eaters, I like to refer to this wonderful post by Marsha Dunn-Klein called Everything is a Grasshopper. And so for kiddos, everything is like a grasshopper. If you were to go and someone served you a grasshopper on a plate, you might be super hesitant. Think of some people like my husband, he would probably dive right in and eat it but I'm probably going to watch other people eat it. I'm going to like pick at it a little bit. I might, you know, like completely cover it in something that I do like. So I don't really notice the taste as much before I try it. And so with kids, you know, we've been exposed to foods for many years, but for some of them, it's the first time. And so for them, everything is a grasshopper. And so just keep on pushing through, build off what they prefer and, and you'll get there. Perfect. I love that analogy about everything being a grasshopper because this is so true. I've worked with kids where, you know, if you put something that they've never seen before on their plate, it could be really intimidating for them. So food chaining is just a great way to kind of slowly introduce that food. And I just wanted to say thanks again to Brie for coming on and sharing those two examples with us and just kind of talking about what food chaining is. She also recommended a book that's great for food chaining, which I will link below, and you can find it in the blog post along with other information from this episode. And lastly, you can find Brie on Instagram at Pediatric Feeding SLP, where she shares a ton of bite-sized information about pediatric feeding and swallowing. And if you are enjoying these episodes, please feel free to leave a rating or a review and listen in again next week for another episode of Speech at Home.